you're rocking the, the jet green right now. Adam Sandler. Right. Number one, you were rich, Eisen. The second will be, I see Brad Hirschberg <laughs> being your father. Dennis Miller. The autumn wind is caused by global warming. <laughs> Uh, a legend in the booth, Jim Brockmire. I do love watching Tebow play. I mm-hmm. gotta say, he just he combines all the fiery leadership of Ray Lewis with the uh, with the throwing ability of Ray Lewis. <laughs> and uh... I don't download many podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Rich Eisen podcast. Here's your host, Rich Eisen. Once again, the Rich Eisen podcast comes with an eclectic mix of guests and a uh, a pairing that you probably won't see anywhere else. I don't know if anyone else would <laughs> attempt it. Uh, but uh, on this edition of the Rich Eisen podcast, fresh off of the Danettes podcast that we just posted uh, with the uh, Dan Patrick Show Quartet, uh, who is in uh, Adam Sandler's new movie that you should see on uh, June 15th. That's my boy. Fresh off of that, we now come with another podcast with uh, Jake Johnson, or Jake M. Johnson, for those scoring at home. He is one of the stars of New Girl, the Zoe Deschanel vehicle that's on Fox. Very popular show. It uh, crushed it last year, renewed easily, breezing, going away for season number two. He was also in 21 Jump Street. Um, He is a huge Bears fan. He will be joining us here on this podcast, and so will Sam Farmer of the Los Angeles Times. We figured it's time to get in person, Sam in studio, to give us the latest update on everything going on with the Los Angeles football market and how it might affect you as a fan of your team that might relocate to this market. What's the deal with the stadium plans, plural? Um, And also we need to ask him about all this craziness, I guess, that's going on with the league and the union of late. So that's on this podcast. Chris Law, Chris Brockman, good to good to see you. Good, good to, to see, see you, Rich. How you doing? Good to see you. Brockman, I'm glad you're still talking to uh, me and us after uh, well, you know what? we left you hanging. I am on the outside let, looking uh, in of the of the That's My Boy uh, premiere post party. I'm able to let bygones be bygones. and uh, Not until uh, Law tells you more stories of hanging that. with the Andrews sisters. <laughs> He was probably the laundromat. You know, he couldn't make it anyway. The who? Oh, no. No, we've upgraded at uh, Trojan Manor. We now, I purchased a washer and dryer. Hey, congratulations. Thank w- you. Welcome to 2012. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad that uh, you're talking to us again after we hung with Aaron and Kendra Andrews. Yes. yes. I, don't, I don't know who those people are. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> Very sweet people. Good people. Very good time. For um, sure. So, uh, and then later this week, uh, Ice Tea, and uh, we're going to announce the winner of the Step in Riches Shoes contest, the person who who helped uh, generate the, the most new subscribers to this podcast uh, as a chance to appear on this podcast and also get a uh, uh, the uh, shoes that I ran the 40 in this year autographed and sent to them for do whatever they want to do. We'll announce that on the next podcast. Later on this one, we give away Chris Law's Brian Dawkins jersey autographed. Oh, we're by the we're man really himself. doing that. We're really, we're really. We are. Doing? We're going to go. Through. Sorry, dude. We're going to go through it. We got to pay this off. We got to pay it off. Last week when we gave away the Joe Walsh CDs and the Billy Bob Thornton book, it was uh, it was popular. So we figured we'll give another item away. And don't forget our other popular segment on the show, Rich. No, what, what what might that be? The at Chris underscore Brockman. Chris underscore Brockman. The international shout out of the week. When do we do that? Later on? We're going to do that later on this week. Oh, okay. Probably after uh, Ice Tea and Coco. The internet, Co- wait, you know, wait a minute. Are we really? Is Coco? C- Coco's going to be here, Coco, right? Coco will be uh, in studio. She's accompanying Tea. 
But uh, T. But, well, uh, no, well, well, there's a difference between being in studio and at the studio. She, she will be. She will be at the studio, and be, it might take a, it an might arm take some twisting, coaxing, uh, a, cocoa, a, a little cocoa coaxing. Yes, yes. A little coaxing of the cocoa. Yes. To get her in studio. Right now, she'll be at the studio. We just need to get her in the studio. Which is which is good for us. Yes. Never never a bad thing. Never a bad thing. Okay. Uh, if she has to stay on the other side of the glass, we'll take good care of her while you're doing your thing with us. Of course. Tea. Oh, boy. We'll make of sure course. she's all right. All right. But uh, right now, let's get to this one. Pleased to have on the Rich Eisen podcast now one of the stars of the hit show New Girl on Fox. He is by his uh, sweater that you can see on the television show. Uh, and I will describe for you. He is a Chicago Bears fan. Good to see you, Jake M. Johnson. How are you, buddy? Good. Thanks Good for to having see you. Me. You've got uh, like this is this is '85 Bear sweater wear that you've yeah, got on th- right this now. This is a, a sweater I got when I was in high school some years ago. Now that, is that right? Yeah. This is a, and I, I actually preserve it. It's one of those things I don't wear very often. Sort of like your Super Bowl ring. It's, like it, the, the, the it, it's my fan ring. That's your fan. Yeah, I'll never get a ring. I'm not athletic enough. Okay, but this is my equivalent of you know I, I'm not a guy. I don't wear it every Sunday when I watch. Okay, you know I don't dress up to watch the games. I like to sit on my couch. But every once in a while, when you know when we got Brandon Marshall, mm-hmm. put the sweater on. She celebrated the Brandon Marshall acquisition by busting out the, the sweater. The sweater, if. So this is um, a 25-year-old piece of, of, of sweater that we're looking at right now? Or yeah, even older than that, right? Or 27? Well, I, this was old when I got it. Okay. I, I, I happened to – I was living in Evanston with my mother, and we were right near – we lived near a Salvation Army. And I was walking around it, and I happened to see it hanging in a corner. So I think the sweater is older than my time with it. <laughs> So I hope, right? You know, in my fantasy world, right? Some middle linebacker coach from back in the day of the Bears had it, got fired, got mad at the team, right? You know, or his wife, they got divorced, he split it up. But when I see it, I mean, Ditka had the one with no sleeves. Okay, he had the best. Yeah, that's the best. Oh, that is that's the best. If you can find that, fight for it. Fight for it. If you see it in in an Evanston Salvation (laughs) Army window, go get it. Go get it. So so this is. uh, How do you preserve it? How do you? I don't wear it very often. This is. Does it have a special drawer? And you know, I put it. I put it on a hanger. It it just sits there. But this isn't one where you know a bunch of buddies were all going to a bar to watch the draft. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's got their Chiefs outfit on, their Packers outfit. I'm not wearing this. Right. Uh, a buddy and I have a yearly bet. My my buddy Gareth Reynolds, he's a, a big Packer fan. And we do an annual bet, and that is whoever goes farther, the Packers or the Bears, the other guy has to take him out to Taylor's Steakhouse, you know, pick him up so the other guy can drink and have a whole night. Mm-hmm. And part of it is the loser has to dress up in the winner's team's clothes. Oh, my God. And you have to, at the peak of your intelligence and with sincerity, talk about how good your new team is. <laughs> Because we talk so much trash. Okay. So, like, you know, the Packers have been winning. And so I have to go out to Taylor's, and he has to say, who do you like more, Aaron Rodgers or Jay Cutler? Who's a better quarterback? Mm-hmm. And that night I have to say, Aaron, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. Wow. So we know that. So you're tortured. We're tortured. Right. But this right. I won't let him wear on those nights. 
I have other bear shirts and other hats because I'm preserving the sweater. Because <laughs> he would hate only to wear you. it, but he's not wearing it. But only you. Only me. But if let's just say the Bears, let's just say a couple years ago, yeah. if if the Bears had gotten past the Packers mm. in the first ever NFC Championship uh, meeting yeah. game between the two teams, Absolutely. had the Bears gotten past the Packers, had the Bears gone ahead and beaten the Steelers the way right. the Packers did, yeah. winning the Super Bowl, wouldn't that be the one time you would throw this Bears sweater on on your I, Packer friend? Possibly, but you know what I'd actually do? I wouldn't go out to the restaurant with him. Mm-hmm. I would make him take photos in my house with it. And I would make him say how <laughs> this is such a great piece of clothing wow. that he shouldn't wear it out. Yeah. You know, it's a shrine. It's, you know, it's something you care about. I like that. So, yeah, if, if we beat him at that game in particular, I mean, I think Jay Cutler personally gets a really raw deal. And that injury, the amount of flack he got, and the amount of things I saw from former players and everybody talking about how you play through that stuff. Well, we that, let me tell you, Jake, that night Dion went off. Yeah, and, I saw it. But he was giving voice to, I mean, and, and the Twitter world as right. well. I know you're on, you're course, on, you're yeah. on Twitter too. What's oh, yeah. your Twitter uh, address? Again? Mark Jake Johnson. Okay. Uh, that, that he, everybody instantaneously, people were tweeting out um, Derek Brooks. Yeah, I saw MJD it. all tweeting out about what's what's up with this guy because his his demeanor right. is what I think does him in and he doesn't care. I mean maybe deep down he does, but his post game demeanor totally. where he throws four picks this. I mean there's that. He also leads the league in um eyebrow scratches. Right. Which is <laughs> um, That's right. The shrugs and eyebrow scratches. He leads the league in podium one of these you know, right. and, and that's like this sort of like the body language of like, you know, I mean, I don't really care. Totally. I mean, but he does. We we know he does. Yeah, you know, obviously, we know he does. But that whole thing. All built up to that one moment where everybody believed he just doesn't have what it takes. That's right. And Everyone's they, been wondering what beats inside. We saw on that NFC championship right. sideline. A lot of people just saw when he's standing there. Right. Right. Listening to the earbuds like he's got his iPod on. Right. Everybody sort of judged that book by the cover on on the spot. But here's what made me upset about it because I, you know, I watch every game. We had no offensive line, and so what Cutler was doing all year was snapping the ball and running around in Martz's system, just trying not to get killed. And a lot of what he did that year was run back, plant off his back leg, and throw. All the announcers then everybody kills him about his fundamentals, how a quarterback can't throw from the back leg. But when you have a linebacker running full speed at you and you got a gun, just throw the ball. When he lost his knee, he lost the ability to move. So I would rather a guy say, I'm not going to win like this, than be, you know, cheering on the sideline and be a team guy mm-hmm. and just stand up there and get killed. He's like, I think we have a better chance with Caleb Haney. We all thought in the media for sure that there would be lingering effects to that that the next season he would come in and the minute he struggled the the bears fans would throw him overboard and that the team didn't believe in him uh and he proved all of us wrong yeah and also he proved all of us wrong last year well erlacher stepped up i mean erlacher stepped up and we in chicago follow erlacher like we did singletary we always need one great defensive player that chicago can i mean lance briggs is also you know a guy we follow but when erlacher said you know nobody in this locker room questions him it was the validation Bears fans needed where we're like, I don't care what Derek Brooks says. I don't care what any of these guys say. He's a tough guy. He hurt his knee. And once Erlacher said that, I think all the fans said, let it go. 
I was hoping the injury was more significant than it was right. just for the summer. When I started getting reports where everyone's like, it's going right. to be fine in a couple of weeks. He's vacationing with his new girlfriend. But I didn't love that. No, here he is with uh, Kristen Cavallari, the future uh, yeah. Mrs. J. Cutler. And <laughs> right. uh, I guess twice removed. I know, yeah. whatever. We don't want to get in the TMZ aspect of it. But he was strolling down Rodeo Drive. That wasn't awesome. I mean, the next week. No, that wasn't great. Uh, you know what I mean? Like going <laughs> yep. to see the Bijan Bugattis <laughs> parked outside on Rodeo Drive. Let's that's... be honest. I hated that. <laughs> hated it. <laughs> There's, but there's no, nothing you can but do. But that's the whole thing about him. Yeah. He just, I, he just, if I sat down with Jay Cutler, if he wanted any unsolicited advice from me, and that's why I call it unsolicited, because right. I'm sure he doesn't. But I would say, Jay, we need to just, just a little PR tweak. Right. Just a little one. A little one. And because he does a lot of stuff for the Denver community, he did a lot of stuff there. Yeah. And I'm sure he does a lot of stuff we don't know about the Chicago community at right. all. I get it. I totally, that's just a little bit of a PR tweet. And you know what I'll say, honestly? Right. And I wonder if it's because, you know, being on this show now, I do have people giving me PR advice on the team, on my inner team. I wonder if there's. For some, New Girl, you're. you're from New Girl, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I wonder if there's something that I celebrate about Jay, and that is that. And I'm just going to call it cool as it is. It's the Johnny Cash middle finger to all of it. He's a quarterback. He is not the most loved guy. He doesn't care to be the most loved guy. Like Tebow, you know, I'm not a huge Tebow guy. Uh, And I'm not a Tebow guy because he always says the right thing. And when there's a post-game interview and the camera comes on, a lot of these guys, I know exactly what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. I know exactly how they're going to act. I know on the sideline how they're going to be patting everyone's shoulders, and they're, they get credit for being great team guys. A little bit of individuality goes a long way, in my opinion, even if that individuality is going the wrong direction. If Cutler was on the sideline that game, in the snow, hooting and hollering, slapping asses, going like, we got it, let's beat these guys, even if he didn't mean it, even if his you know PR guy whispered, just cheer, Jay. Right. Or how about this, Jay? Fake that you need crutches. Right. Go 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 ride the stationary bike. Go ride the, for, and, for and try minute, to come in for a minute. And then talk to one of the coaches right. and have the coach go, you're not going in and yell, I'm going in. Right. Face to face. Face to face. And scream at him and then throw a clipboard. Hard bought a ditka in that version of your sweater and That's vest. right. Do right. that. Get right. in a little fight and right. then have the guy anime point at your knee. You can't, Jay. So we can as fans go, he wants to so bad. Cutler doesn't care about that. But when he's playing. I think he's fantastic. I think he's the best quarterback we've had in my lifetime. And I do remember McMahon. I remember Harbaugh. We haven't had a guy like this. Uh, Ever. Ever. By the way. Yeah. And I think he is a true great quarterback. And now that we have Brandon Marshall, a guy he can throw to. Mm -hmm. And he's used to throwing to. And they like each other. They do. Which goes such a long way. Oh, you're excited. Oh, my God. I mean... I was like a kid on Christmas when we got. I couldn't believe it. Oh, you put on the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> I put the sweater you put right the sweater on. on. You can't, put the sweater I can't on. believe we have him. Uh, and this is Emery, you know, our GM. When we, when we first got uh, Cutler, one of my best friends, Steve Berg, is a Broncos fan, and he hated McDaniel's. And so when we, yeah, a lot of people, he he rubbed a lot of people. I mean, Mc, McDaniel's was my favorite. As you loved because uh, you messed it up. But as not a Bronco fan, right? I think McDaniel's is so smart. I think sure. he, he's great, a great yeah. offensive coordinator. He's going to have a huge career, blah, blah, blah. But if one of your close friends is a Broncos fan right? and, you know, you hang out four or five days a week with this guy and you guys talk a lot of trash, what Josh McDaniels did to that team comedically from a rival's point of view was <laughs> just the best. The schadenfreude of the century. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and 
the thing with McDaniels too, um, as you point out, he's an intelligent guy. It's most of the Belichick disciples, for mm-hmm. the lack of a better phrase. The reason why they have an issue, uh, I think, when they're out on their own, Mangini right. and, and McDaniels, and obviously they both were very young, and there was their first crack at it. There's there, there's that. You can't install the Belichick way of doing things with the media and with Absolutely. everybody else unless you win. You got to win Absolutely. first. Absolutely, it's 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 definitely it's not even a question of what comes first, chicken or the egg. That, <laughs> win, win. Mo- you cannot come in and install no. the 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 batten down the yeah. hatches. And it's win, 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 and then install, and then install, and 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 even that case, Belichick in Cleveland, obviously mm-hmm. the whole Bernie Kosar thing didn't work out, and and in New England, we can all remember the the famed. Um, Tom Jackson moment when he said when lawyer Malloy got cut in the first week of that season that they eventually won the Super Bowl that the, all the players hate him et cetera right. et cetera et cetera it just you have to you have to win before mm-hmm. you go ahead and do that and I think McDaniel's um you know didn't well he had that the, in a way that, I, well, and he did he did start six and oh yes, I mean, but he, he did he start, did it all wrong because he did start six and oh but my favorite McDaniel's thing was when they beat the Patriots now it's a huge win yep you can't run up and down the sidelines hooting and holler like you've never won a game before. Mm-hmm. You, If you're going to be Belichick and you're going to wear that ugly little hoodie and you're going to be hard-nosed and it's the team more than the players and anybody can get cut and no one's bigger than the system and you're, you know, you know Darth Vader, right. you know, that you're just that tough force of old-school football in 2012, which I'm not a Patriots fan, but I do respect results. McDaniel started, I thought, because I had talked so much trash to my buddy Steve. I thought, well, he's right. <laughs> this guy is an evil genius. I never thought this was going to work. He's 4-0. and He's 5-0. and He's 6-0. and right. Then when he was celebrating at the Patriots, I thought, when I saw that, I go, oh. he didn't expect to win. Oh, he, he can't believe it either. Can't he's laying it. in bed with his wife going, can you believe we're winning with this crazy team? That's I right. cut everybody. Much- <laughs> <laughs> it cut all our best players. So what do you think of Lovey um, as a Bears fan? Because sometimes I look at him, right? And I'm wondering, what is the inner monologue Absolutely. of Lovey Smith? Because he just, he, he's got the Re- Rex same Rex Grossman look. is our quarterback. We're excited with Rex Grossman. We're going to win with Rex Grossman. We're going to stick to the plan. Well, how, Lovey? We, we, he keeps throwing interceptions. He's got mm-hmm. little hands. He's fumbling. Rex Grossman is our quarterback. Kyle Orton is our quarterback. Caleb Hayden is a quarterback. That's how I feel about him. I feel like he, I don't trust him. You don't trust him? No. But here's what, here's what I will. I'm going to clarify that. The players seem to love him. It's the same Urlacher thing, what he did with Cutler. The players love Lovey Smith. So I don't think Lovey cares about the media. I don't think Lovey cares how he's perceived. I don't think Lovey, I don't think Lovey Smith cares about me. I don't think he ever talks post-game and says, that fan in L.A. who's from Chicago wants me to reassure him. I think he's just doing his job, and I think he shows a totally different side in the locker room because they play hard for him. You know, he's got his system of, you know, they watch film, and if you slag off, you get something. And if you do good, you get something, and it works. Um, my problem with Lovey Smith is I don't think he makes adjustments. I think if the cover two is not working and we start getting picked apart, I don't believe Lovey Smith at halftime is going to have a war room meeting and say, these guys are picking us apart. Let's do something different. 
I think what Lovey always says is stick with our system. It's the system. It's the system. Stick with our team. And I think every once in a while, look, we don't have a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. We haven't in a long time. Let's address that. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go well, to the media. That's part of that is Jerry Angelo, who is no longer with the organization. But now, that scared so. me about this draft. Because, you know, this was Emery's first draft. And I've loved everything he's done. I love getting Brandon Marshall. You know, I love this wide receiver that we got in the second round, Austin Jeffrey. Um, the first round pick, McKellen. Right. And I I have nothing, you know, welcome to the team. Right. I think he seems like the right attitude for us. We could use some offensive line. Yeah. Though. Well, you know what? I mean, you got a whole, you got Martz out and yeah. uh, Martz is out and there's a new offensive system in and it's Cutler's guy. It's Bates. Yeah. This is the guy he's been wanting Absolutely. ever since he left Denver. Yeah. Right. And the for some reason, Lovey or the Bears just wouldn't do it, wouldn't do it, couldn't do it. I don't know what the exact yeah. backstory is. I know they wanted him and he went to Seattle. He did. Uh, but uh, I mean, Cutler's got his guy now. Yeah, absolutely. he's got his guy in his head. Right. And he's got his guy out wide. If Cutler can't this do it, is now, it this right? is it. I agree. This is it. This is it. Absolutely. And Forte is pissed. As all get and, and, out. And Forte should be pissed. Well, he's going to run angry this this fall if he and, runs. Yeah, I think he will. You do. He'll be fine. I hope so. Too. What I do you think, think of Michael really Bush? I like him. Yeah, I like him. Uh, I mean, he he and the you know obviously any uh, and I think this is what happened with the Jets with Tebow too is a guy who you see in person if they do very well you're very impressed with and you you know right. we saw Michael Bush on Thursday Night Football last year when Darren McFadden was hurt for the uh, Raiders okay, against the Chargers right. he went nuts off yeah the hook he was great yeah he can play he was great. So, and you need, you need more than, there's no, there's no bell cow back in the NFL anymore for, good, for, for a reason, and especially if you're going to be winging it around with Cutler too. But in Chicago, you need to have somebody hit, hit somebody in the face every now and then to get, get the two yards. I, I absolutely and, agree. And, when, it's know, when it's freezing cold, it's freezing cold you, you know? need somebody to hand the ball to and they can run. Mm-hmm. I really hope Forte comes back, but more than anything, I hope Forte gets paid because he has, you know, for the last few years when we haven't had very much, he has been our horse. And last year when his knee buckled, I legitimately felt bad for him. Just as like a human being, an employee for a boss, running on not not having a contract, just working. And I thought, if this guy blows his knee and never comes back the same, that's just a raw deal. You're not wrong. I was like that, and these NFL contracts are crazy. Well, that's why you know I I never uh, begrudge anybody who wants to get paid. I, you I never know either. the backstory. I, you never know what somebody's been said to something. You never. I don't begrudge you what you make. You, I feel the same. You way. know. I mean, so really, you, also, everybody I, needs to get theirs because if we're if you, if, if you we're in their know. shoes, you know, we're not going to sit there and go. You know what I'm going to I'm going to be yeah. the good soldier because Absol- I don't want to. I don't want. I don't exactly. You know, obviously. You know, you, you have it, it is a team sport, and Forte, I think, wants to go through a brick wall for the guys who he suits Absolutely. up with every single week. But so I don't, I don't begrudge him, and I, I do hope he comes back well because I, I mean, with the Bears season last year, the fact that Cutler's right. uh, thumb w- went and then uh, Forte's knee went that was the end of the season. Lock, I Absolutely. mean, completely done, well, and the Bears were were cruising, they were doing, they were looking great. I know, I know, and then that's the whole thing bringing this whole thing full circle. His Cutler was playing very, very well last year. Absolutely, and and then we find out in that game that he breaks his thumb and he stayed in. Yeah, he and stayed in, and we find out after the game. Oh, by the way, his season's over because of broken thumb. We're like, what? Huh? Yeah. I don't remember that. And if you remember that play, 
it was he made the right pass. Johnny Knox fell. Fell. Then Pick. he chases him down. I know. Jumps for the tackle. You got to, you know, if I, I would always tell my quarterback, and I'm sure they, the coaches do, just give who it cares? Once. Give it up. Give it up. I totally. What are you so good. doing? You, Terrell Davis's career ended. How did TD's career end? He it ended chasing down somebody who I think it just picked off Elway in a preseason game. Oh, I hate. And he hurt his that. knee doing that. It's just like it just Stop. just let it go. Stop. Just let it go. Yeah. It's just like it, it, it's just like you know. It's excessive, guys, and it's hard because right. you what you love in an athlete is that competitive drive, right? And then what you hate in an athlete is right. watching Cutler jump head first at a defensive back where you're like, stop, Jay. Right. We can live with the Raiders beating us this week. When he went up, no disrespect to Caleb Haney as a quarterback. You know, I hope he's got a No, fairly... you can disrespect. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I was just kind of like, he... we're not going to win with Caleb Haney. Although, I don't know. He darn near put you in the Super Bowl. I know. Until he... until Raji Island. He yeah. visited Raji Island. But I he, mean... he did it like it was a Disney movie from the 90s. It, he didn't do it like... Wow, Caleb Haney really has a gun. Like, every once in a while, a quarterback will step up for the starter who got hurt. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, you're looking at Steve Young. And you go, he's kind of got everything. Joe Montana's great, but this kid has everything. Caleb Haney didn't have that. He had, like, a little mustache and ran around looking confused and just hurled the ball sometimes and dove headfirst for a first down. And I felt like I was watching one of those movies where you're like, I know the result. He's going to win the Super Bowl. He can do it. But I never thought for a second, build around Caleb Haney. <laughs> we can get rid of Cutler, get some weapons. We got Caleb Haney yeah. now. Never for a second. Right. So, how, I, I mean, I don't mean to pigeonhole yeah. your program. Again, it's a it's a hit show on Fox, uh, New Girl. It would strike me as a, an individual who is so well-versed in the game and loves the game of football and has a sweater like the one that you are donning <laughs> right now here on NFL Network, uh, that you are a lone wolf on the NFL front on the set of new girl. Is that, would that be, would that be a fair assumption or a total mischaracterization that I apologize? That's for? a fault. That That's a mischaracterization. Okay. Um, Zoe Deschanel is a huge football fan. Is that right? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. She's diehard. She's diehard. I mean, yeah. she, she, she's like, got, like and she's... she doesn't care about the concussions. She says, let those boys play. <laughs> I keep knocking their heads. She's like, I'm paying good money to watch concussions. Uh, no, but all the guys were fans. Okay. Uh, and also, you know, our crew, we have about 60 deep, and we do football pools. Okay, there, great. There's a lot of. There's some football chatter. There's on the a lot of football girl, chatter. But just not with, uh, with, with Zoe. Not with her. Not with Zoe. I mean, look, she's not one of those people who, if you're talking about it, she'll be like, shut up. Mm -hmm. But she is one of those people that you'll just see, like, death come over her eyes. She's got nothing. There's Where, like, nothing there. You know, Lamorne and I, because he's also from Chicago, will be talking, or Max and I will be talking, and right. you'll just see Zoe's eyes go, like, there could not be a more boring subject. Right. But, yeah, there, you know, I'm a big Barry's fan, and sports are just, I, I love them. So I spend a lot, any, like, silence on set when we're sitting on set, mm -hmm. there'll be, like, the long pause, we're waiting for direction, and I'll go, does anybody else think it was a mistake to get... A defensive, underside defensive end in the first round. There's a pause. We get the note. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm ready for that. Let's yeah. go. Let's go. Let's go with the take. <laughs> and meanwhile, I, I would just love it if you just start. Uh, so you start talking about the um, the shutdown acumen of Charles Peanut Tillman <laughs> to Zoe. Yeah. And, and there's no there's no shot. Well, and, you get, and you get shut down. Right. Well, there you is know. one scene where, you know, at our show, they'll be like the the story will start, but there'll be a little bit in between. Yeah. So we're doing the injured episode where my character gets a cancer scare and I'm in a bar talking to somebody and they go, this will most likely get cut off. 
but we're just waiting until like uh, Zoe's character walks in. So I was talking to an extra and I saw the cameras on. I'm like, well, it's not a bad shot. They might use it. So they go, and action. And I go, the problem with Lovey Smith is he doesn't make adjustments. <laughs> <laughs> and he got in. There's a little bit of bear. So you got that yeah, in. There's a little bit. And it's also, in a way, it seems like therapeutic. Too, yeah, totally. It felt good to say. It felt good to say. And I felt like, you know, maybe I have a voice. But with Lovey, with Lovey it's just sometimes I would love to just tap in yeah. to what, what is he screaming in the most... Uh, foul language? No, I doubt it. No, right? he's a really religious man. Is he, or is he, is he just staring at and wondering what's on the stove yeah. tonight? <laughs> did I TiVo New Girl? Did I did I season yeah. past that? Zoe Deschanel is very good on New Girl. I would love it sometimes because yeah. he is just Absolutely. so right. And and but I do admire him for just not breaking stride. And you you did have to love the first thing he says is to beat the, the Packers. Packers. Absolutely, right? I mean, Absolutely. That, he did that perfectly. What a way to come into mm. the scene and just basically say to you, yeah, with your sweater wherever you had it. That's right. I know, I know what makes you tick. Yeah, we're going, we're coming after him because it, it, the, the it, you could sit there. The division goes through uh, every year. Green Bay, even though te- you know technically it did back then for sure. And as, as it, I, no offense, I believe it still does yeah. now. What do you think the Bears' chances this year? I like I I last year they were they were cruising absolutely okay and and again if Cutler has his guy calling the plays yeah. and has the guy at his side throughout the week to be um, devising mm-hmm. together and he he is completely intimately and in, integrated into the game plan absolutely okay and and making it and comprising it and you got Brandon Marshall who who if he just stays on the straight and narrow don't punch anybody in the face okay uh i mean or he and every time i meet him he's the sweetest guy i, I uh, love the everything way, about this by guy. the way sweetest guy really seriously that's pretty awesome. okay and if he if he gets the success that he deserves and the two of them are in forte's healthy and that defense is as good as they usually are yeah and they are um Top three in the league in terms of stripping the ball. That's right. Helmets on Every the ball, year. stripping it. They're awesome. Yeah. They're coached up by Lovey and right. Marinelli and all those guys. They have, they have as good a chance as anybody else. That's how I see it. Look at the Giants last year. That's right? exactly how they I have, see it. Uh, why, why not? Yeah. So that's my philosophy. Aaron Rodgers is out of his head. I agree. He's fantastic. He's on a totally different level. A little bit than, worse than, than Jay Cutler, but other than that, nice. he's great. <laughs> <laughs> other than that, he's great. I could not. I've loved this chat. This is so much fun, and really I, fun. I could not be more honored knowing the history of this sweater <laughs> that you wore it here. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm honored uh, about well, that. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's a big for, honor to be here for sure. And. Um, uh, your films that are, are coming up as I, well. I got a movie called Ass Backward yeah. coming up, right? Not Ass Backward. Okay, what do you but, got? Uh, that's on IMDb. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. Safety Not Guaranteed. Safety Not Guaranteed is coming out this Friday uh, in LA, okay. uh, Seattle, Portland, and New York. What and about this film? What it's, about a, it? it's a fun movie. It's based off a real classified ad. It was a guy, Jay Leno on his you know headlines or whatever it's called. Did a thing about a guy who put in a classified saying he's going back in time and he's looking for a partner. Um, bring your own weapons. He's done this once before. Uh, your safety is not guaranteed. So this writer, Derek Conley, who's a really talented guy, wrote a, a screenplay based on what if that guy were real? Uh, and that guy's played by Mark Duplass from the league. From the league. Um, and Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Recs plays an intern at a magazine. And I play a reporter. 
and we go and we find this guy and we're going to do a story on him kind of to make fun of him. Uh, and then the comedic question comes, is he crazy or can he time travel? And my character has got an ex who I had my first sexual encounter with when I was 17. And so I'm emotionally going back in time because it was never as good as it was with that one lady. But when I see her, you know, times have changed. She doesn't look as good as she did at 18. And so, and my character is somewhat of a D-bag. And so, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a really fun, funny movie. Uh, we were at Sundance this year. The critics are really behind it. And so now we're going to try to do a push and see what we can do. And it's, at Los, it's on the coasts, Los it's Angeles It's on the coast. And, and then it's going to, the 14th, it opens up wider. And then the, I think the 21st and 22nd, it's going. So go see everywhere. Safety Not Guaranteed when Perfect. it comes to a theater near you. And New Girl, back for season two. That's right. This fall. That's right. On Fox. That's fantastic. Are you going to, for Bears Packers, is our first Thursday night game. Do, is, oh, that, uh, is that is that is that week two? Work. Is that a sweater? Well, here's, is that a sweater a sweater worthy occasion? NFL Network um, Bears at Packers. I know it's week two. I get it. Yeah, I understand. But it's a big week uh, because of this talk. Mm-hmm. Now it's a jinx if I don't. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're that type. Of, you're that guy yeah, too. Unfortunately, huh? yeah. Now it's a jinx. So thank you. No, no problem. Are you aware of the? We, there's the sweater, the uh, jersey rule. Are you aware of the jersey? What's where you jersey? wear a jersey, you cannot wear a jersey as a grown man. Of a player who's younger than you. <laughs> That's an amazing rule. That's the rule. Yeah, and you know what? I agree with that. Go forth right. and install that in amongst any anyone you know. It's I just love that. we're just trying to um, and 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 we 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 tread lightly saying <laughs> so that because funny. because fans put a roof over the absolutely. head here. And, and we love the people who 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 are who <laughs> are face painters. They're not Zoe, but they're face painters and. But that said, yeah. there there has to be some sort of parameters. You know, I my moving bu- forward. My buddy Steve Berg again said something the other day where we both had to stop and laugh, where we were talking about you know NFL players, and he was talking about somebody I care. No, he was talking about a college player from Kansas because mm-hmm. he's a went to University of Kansas, some twenty year old basketball player, I think Robinson. Okay. And he was talking about how much he looks up to him and how much he respects the way he plays. Mm-hmm. Then we realized we're talking about a kid some 15 years younger. And we thought like, you know, a great human being, a great 20 year old. Right. But we were like, what are we You're talking doing. about? Sometimes I respect him. I wish him the best. Of course. We have to slow down on this admiration <laughs> exactly. for a 20 year old. That's what I'm talking about. Now. I love it. You know, and it just, cause it, it, it just restores a little bit of order. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely. You know? And, and it just sometimes just doesn't look right. It's like an 80 year old with a tat, like with tattoos, right. ink, you know, like look, look good right. at one point. No, yeah. it's now, it, it no longer looks good. Well, that's so. disappointing. Cause I was getting excited about a Brandon Marshall Jersey, but now I can it never, can, I mean, I it's tie, it, uh, just tread. Like I'll I go just think, school. I'll think be before you were this now, yeah. this, you can't beat this. Yeah. But every once in a while, I mean, while, the fact yeah. that it still fits and it, it looks like you took it out of the box. Yeah. You have preserved it very, very Thank well. You. And it's old school. Thank you. I and love this it. will be, you know, if I've ever a kid, this I, will be, you know, it's not like an old ring that my great grandfather gave me mm-hmm. to give to his wife or to, you know, this is more important than that. Yeah. This right. Is, when you, you when are you now have, officially a bear. When fan. you have a child and you tell your child all about them, the legend of Gary Fensick. Oh, fence. Okay. That's oh, what a, this number is 45. You, you what a bust out, you, you light the fire. Yeah. You break out the sweater. When I explain to my kid why his try. name is Gary Fensick Jr. Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> you have to explain that to your wife first. Exactly. <laughs> Good to see you, Jake. Pleasure. You bet. That's Jake Johnson. Go see Safety Not Guaranteed in the theater near you. And of course, watch this man. Uh, on New Girl on Fox this fall. And uh, good luck to your Bears. Thank you. That's Jake Johnson on the uh, the NFL Network's Rich Eisen podcast. 
Jake Johnson, I got to admit, Chris Law and Brockman, when he said for a second that Zoe Dachanel was an NFL fan, I thought in the back of my head, we got to get her on the podcast. Yeah. But then I realized that she's not. He was completely joking. Complete, I know. <laughs> completely opposite. joking. That's what I thought. Because we are, just for those listeners out there, we are potentially cobbling together the mother of all estrogen additions of this podcast. Because we always, you know, people always joke, you don't have enough women on, right, you need right, some right. more estrogen. We would, I think we, we would, if if we can pull off what we're attempting, take care of that for an entire calendar This year. is like a no-hitter, Rich. I think we should just stop talking about okay, it. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. All right, Maybe very good. Just stop. <laughs> um, so let's bring in Sam Farmer of the LA Times right now. Uh, <laughs> You're the anti-estrogen, Sam. Yeah, that's what a, That's a that's horrible, good. horrible introduction. My bad. Uh, <laughs> one of the best information <laughs> men around, one of the best writers, one of the best writers and scribes uh, that uh, focuses on the National Football League and has for years. Sam Farmer joining a Rich Eisen podcast. A much better introduction. Yeah, I like say, that. Right? Uh, uh, that the, that's much better. Uh, anti-estrogen, although I, I like that too. Did you watch New Girl? Do you watch? No, New no, Girl? I don't. <laughs> I don't watch New Girl. But uh, my TV is commandeered by my ten-year-old daughter who watches all the uh, uh, iCarly kind of stuff. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. The, the main TV. Now I'm I'm sort of marginalized. Pushed so to a different so were, were you were you ever in a uh, the Hannah Montana vortex at any point in time? I was because my son's teacher, uh, sixth grade teacher, is the uh, mother of uh, Emily Osment, who is the Hannah Montana's sidekick. Oh, you know, so little this connection a, to Hannah a, Montana wow. there. See, that's why living in Los Angeles is fun because you never know. About that's right. that's, you know, like, no. yeah, my teacher knows, you right. know, Hannah Montana's sidekick or, you know, or is that the mother of? Is that the what it is? The mother of. And Haley Joel Osment is her, her son. No uh, kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Haley Joel Osment, uh, <laughs> he once, he was at a, uh, uh, a charity golf tournament that I was either, I forget, it was either at or I was doing the highlights of on SportsCenter. <laughs> and he snap hooked one right into the crowd which is always my fear of uh, okay of teeing off in a celebrity tournament it's yeah. just like snap hooked one no that's what it was i was watching that's right i was watching it on tv with a bunch of guys in a, in a golf clubhouse and did you just and, go and from he, being there in person <laughs> right i did to now watching no, it no, 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 doing, hi, doing the highlight i did to, to watch it just TV. watching it on tv right. That's what it was. That's great. I don't know. That's my life, man. I don't know if I was there, I was talking about it, or, or I was just with buddies. They all morphed together. But I remember Sneevy, he snap-hooked one into the crowd. And the only thing I could think of was, I see dead people. <laughs> That's very good. Very see, good. it was worth it. I brought it home. All right. All right. I brought it home. All right. Oh, gosh. Speaking of bringing home, Sam Farmer, National Football League in Los Angeles. The current, we spoke about this, I think the last time we spoke about it was about four or five months ago, I think. People Sounds love that right. one. I mean, that, that gave people a lot of insight. Yeah, well, we're going about to get it again. Uh, are, we, are we, even though we're six months further down the road on the calendar year, are we further away from football in the NFL than we were when we spoke about six months ago? Well, sir, every step with the NFLPA, uh, you know, it seems that every turn we're hearing – another lawsuit being filed mm -hmm. as long as the nfl and nflpa aren't working in lockstep on this it, it makes it very difficult to get la la c continues to get back and really there's no urgency with the league right now to get la done 
the urgency with L.A. is going to come from a city saying, a team saying, we can't get it done in our current market. It's not going to come from uh, a stadium, uh, somebody uh, proposing a stadium and saying, look at this great stadium in Los Angeles. It's going to be the Chargers, the Rams, the Raiders, Jacksonville, a team like that saying, look, it doesn't work here. We're going to have to move. So it's really in the NFL's hands uh, to a great degree. What the NFL has to be careful about, they don't want a member club trying to take this into their own hands. Okay, so let's let's take this uh, each step of the way. It, it sounds like we're further away because six months ago it sounded like you, you got two you got two places here in in Los Angeles, one right. which is east of the downtown area. And one, uh, that's the, the Inland Empire one, the City of Industry, as it is known, right? right? The Ed Roski group. Right. And then there's the downtown one where the AEG, the same people who do, uh, who own the Staples Center and Nokia, right, across the street, mm-hmm. they would essentially uh, blow up the convention center and then build a football stadium right. downtown. Those are the two competing, uh, or at least as far as we know, the two most viable sites and that was six months ago when it was looked like maybe some teams might do this chargers would be one raiders you mentioned a few of them that were out there and you got to remember this is also very cyclic uh that there's a time of the year that you start hearing about this and a time as we're approaching now training camps where the owners are focused on football and so toward the end of the season as we're approaching february which is sort of high noon for uh a team potentially relocating because there's a window. You've got to leave at the right time, uh, leave a city in order to sell season tickets in your new city because you're going to lose money coming to L.A. initially uh, because you've got to create the brand here. Plus, you also got to pay a relocation fee, a fat Relo- relocation fee exactly. to the NFL. How much would that be? Well, you know, even the league itself doesn't know what the relocation fee is. The league doesn't want to kill a good deal. By putting a prohibitive relocation fee on this, but it can kill a bad deal by slapping seven hundred fifty million dollars on it. I mean, but the owners are going to want to be the other thirty-one owners want to be compensated for the increase in value uh, of moving to because by definition, if you move a team, that team is not doing well in its current market. If you move it to L.A., you'll probably double the value of that franchise. These are competitive guys, these owners. They're not going to give a free layup to a guy and say, uh, open up the lane and here, take L.A., take our most valuable, certainly our most valuable market without a team, but one of our most valuable assets, and it's yours for free. They want to be compensated for that. So, But again, the league isn't going to kill a deal that looks good in every other respect by just slapping a huge relocation fee on it. Hmm. So I think there will be a relocation fee. I just don't know that the league – I know that the league doesn't know what size It depends be. on what uh, whether they like the deal exactly. or not. So then, this so is all about does the league like the deal. So then how, why would the league be afraid of uh, a team going rogue and, as you just said moments ago, taking things into their own hands? How does, how does that work? What are you talking about The there? league doesn't want a team insinuating itself on the L.A. market with no stadium solution but thinking – okay, we can go down there, we'll be around, let's go to the party five minutes early uh, and 
when that stadium opportunity comes open, hey, we're already here. It's, it's a very squad easy on for Los Angeles. Squad on Los Angeles, you know, and, and they learn from the Raiders the first time around uh, to build uh, a system so they wouldn't be in violation of antitrust laws. Uh, you know, th- there is a fear out there that a team like the Raiders, the Raiders, could come down and say, play at the Coliseum. USC now controls the Coliseum. USC is going to fix up the Coliseum so it'll be better than this sort of aging hull that it's been. Uh, you know, the Raiders could l- say, hey, we're losing money where we are. We could move down to Los Angeles. Then, hey, when a stadium comes open, we can just glide right in there. The league is going to make sure no teams can do that. The league controls the market. The league wants to make sure that uh, when this market opens up, uh, it could potentially be a two-team market. I think the league sees the NFL or Los Angeles as a two-team market. Mm-hmm. It wants to be able to control it and say, look, because the first team in is the team that's going to really hit the gold mine. So uh, the hmm. league emphasized at the last meetings quietly to all 32 teams – you know we own this market, right? And that means we're going to control when you can announce you're going to leave. We're going to control what you have to do to leave. We're going to make sure that you've uh, fulfilled all the requirements of relocation. And that includes committing to stadium proposals where you are and having the bottom drop out on them. Uh, we're going to look at your bottom line and say, are you making money in your current city? So it's not going to be a free-for-all where anybody can go down and grab L.A. and certainly not going to be a situation where somebody can come in and be a squatter. What is the Raiders' lease? What what can they just can they just bolt Oakland and the what the Oco whatever the hell it is the Coliseum? <laughs> yeah, can they the Raiders just bolt? Can stay one more year and they can bolt Oakland one more they year? Could, yep. 2013. Yep, they can and they leave could, Oakland they, and they could leave Oakland and they could in 2013 have back channel discussions with USC, which owns the Coliseum. And say, okay, you play there Saturdays, we'll come Sunday. And we'll play there, and we're coming down, and the Raiders are coming home to Los Angeles and make a big to-do out of it and force the league's hand. What can the league do to prevent them from doing that? Well, you know— Or they uh, can't. Well, the whole idea of a stadium in Los Angeles, a new stadium, relies so much on uh, the financing mechanism of Super Bowls. The league could say, okay— you get no Super Bowls. If it's the Raiders, you get no Super Bowls. Um, you're not getting any G3 money. So come up with that. This is such a tenuous thing, trying to make this um, L.A. work without any public contribution. Uh, it's so reliant on the league, and that's how the league controls this market. The stadiums now cost north of a billion dollars. Certainly in L.A. they do. No doubt. And... The league says, hey, we're putting up a lot of this money, and if you don't do it like we want to do it, you don't get that money, and you're not going to get those Super Bowls. So nobody can make it pencil that way. It's so reliant uh, on that. So nobody's going to sit there and write a billion-dollar check and then write another billion-dollar check for a team to come to a market that's already lost three teams and failed, and Hmm. the only way L.A. can can really – work is if it's a home run right away and you got to sell that to corporations and in the case of the raiders you might have to rebrand the raiders altogether because you've got to sell it to corporate america yes you could put people in the stands but you got to fill those suites you got to get those naming rights and uh um 
Man. You know, so it's a, it's a very complex Rubik's Cube that the league has not figured out yet, and the two deals that are on the table are not the right deals for the league right Why now. Why are they not the right deals for the league right now? Well, you know what? They love the idea of uh, Phil Anschutz writing a check for a downtown stadium, and they love a downtown stadium. I mean, just look at Indianapolis and, and how great that Super Bowl was. Detroit. Uh Right, uh, yeah, There's another downtown stadium. There's a lot of downtown. There are a lot of downtown stadiums. It's, it's ideal. You look at L.A. and the way that they've done Staples Center and L.A. Live and, and AEG has hit home runs with those. No things. question there. So the league likes that idea, but the league isn't going to, in exchange for Phil Anschutz writing the check for the stadium, no owner is going to sell a big chunk of his team at a bargain basis That's price. No Why would any owner become the scourge of the town that he is leaving? forever be a four-letter word on the lips of an entire city on planet earth forevermore and not take that team to the new city and then reap the benefits of that why why would any owner go ahead and do that it just makes no sense to even ask that of somebody though yeah and when you look at this really what's happening they're saying that we'll build the stadium downtown but for that whoever's coming has got to give us a large piece of the team at a bargain price or an eventual controlling interest in the team at a bargain price. Is that basically what, 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 what the yes, parameters of this deal? they have not asked for the controlling interest. They, they, uh, they being Phil Anschutz, because a corporation can't own a team. Uh, okay, go ahead. They, they have not asked for, uh, yes, but they, but they want a big piece of a team uh, at a below market price. And when you look at the TV deals out for 10 years, they're done, record-breaking TV deals. You look at the CBA that lasts 10 years, uh, all arrows are pointing up for the NFL right now. Why would any owner, as you say, want to be the scourge of the city he's leaving and give up at a cut rate uh, this gold mine, this diamond mine that's a one of 32? So there's that. Plus, you know... Th- AEG does not have the environmental impact report complete. Now, I believe they are going to complete that right. on that, but there, there are questions about the downtown stadium. Um, so that's that's that. I, I think that's the league likes that better than industry. Than industry, um, you know, city of industry is 600 acres. Ed Roski would throw it open. You can You can build whatever you want here. But what I ask is, and their selling point has been all along, we're ready to go. We can put shovels in the ground. Shovel ready, and you also yeah. can tailgate. You got you but got space like a, to have as much as you know, as much space as you you could ever imagine. Right? Yeah. After a while, Freeways that becomes that a huge indictment. I mean, that's like going out and saying, "Ladies, I'm 50 years old. I've never been married. I never had a long term relationship, and I'm uh, I'm ready to go." I mean, after Sold. a while, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After a while, you say, well, wow, why hasn't somebody jumped on this deal? And so... Why hasn't N- somebody jumped on that deal? Because they... They would have to bootstrap the stadium. They'd have to pay for the stadium. The league would have to pay for the stadium. The, or the or team. team and that's the, and, coming in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, is there the appetite there to build that stadium? And they look at it and say, look, um, 10 times a year, yeah, we can get people to come out there. But we're competing against AEG and all these other, the Rose Bowl and the Coliseum for all other major events. Are people going to want to drive out there That's the that 11th too. time? I mean, of you year? mentioned that to anybody on the West Side, and they will, if you speak to any, and I know you do in the, in the Roski group, they say on a Sunday, 
you can you can put your car in cruise control from from the Pacific Coast Highway and get to the stadium in less than an hour. And that that's that's probably true. I mean, on a Sunday, the ten freeway, well, the ten freeway sometimes is like um, well, going east. It's well, all right. going east, it's all right, but it's also the ten freeway in many ways. Nothing's like the Van Wick in New York City. To me, the Van Wick is like um, if I could do traffic and weather together right now. It's the most uh, uh, time insensitive roadway. Doesn't matter. It could be twelve at night. It could be Random one in the afternoon. It's it just be right. packed any time. The ten can be like that sometimes. For sure. But all, but what if there's a Monday night game or a Thursday night game yeah. on NFL Network and and that thing kicks at five o'clock? No chance. Yes. You better I, get. I'll, you I'll better. A, you better get out there by no noon. No chance. You better get. You might need to stay over the night before. And that's that's the issue that they're going to have because there's a lot of the corporations that you're talking about. A lot of those folks live west of the 405. And, yes, and if you and know your Los Angeles geography, that's that's that you know these are these are people who just won't even. I know people who won't even go east of the 405 for dinner. It's just like you come visit me or we'll we'll Skype. Right. You know. I mean, that's the way some people are in this town. Yep. And all politics is local. NFL Network would relocate to. Uh, Wherever the new state, whether it's downtown or oh, is that the, right? That that's Are you the breaking proposal. News about my, okay. That's the that's the proposal that it would. Include. So I'd have to move to the We'd city of industry. Yeah. NFL. Yeah. So that works. Hmm. I don't really want to move. How's that TNT show? Oh, <laughs> 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 well, it debuts June twenty fourth. The Great Escape. Oh man, City of Industry. No, come on, dude. Don't bash the City of Industry. I'm sure it's a very nice place to live. That's why they call it the I'll city tell you of what, industry. I've been here almost three years. I couldn't pick that out on a map. Well, that's again, that's part of the, what the drawback is. But I, I've been told the stadium is, the, the idea is gorgeous. It's a beautiful stadium. And they hey, can do whatever the heck they want out there it's, and it's build almost, something from whole cloth in a way that they can't do downtown because of the configuration that uh, there would also be no tailgating all, essentially downtown also, right? Isn't that- yeah. Hey, it's it's essentially a blank canvas because we're talking about almost a square rectangle. You can do whatever you want. Uh, a square mile. Out there. Uh, or square, yeah, a rectangular mile. You can do whatever you want. It's, uh, it's a blank canvas, and uh, it's about three times larger than the next largest NFL site. So, yeah, you could do no whatever you want. Yeah, I was going to say, you've been to Foxborough. How much is it like that area where Well, where I mean, that, that would be the, the thought, but it's much bigger. It's a much bigger piece of land. We're talking about 600 acres. So, uh, and, and the proposal is to build the stadium into a hillside. So you'd use less concrete, less steel. You'd be able to do it cheaper, theoretically, and have all it'd be unique in that it would have all suites on one side like a big building a wall of opulence a wall of opulence exactly you named it uh we should timestamp this by the way just so we the wall, wall of opulence it <laughs> sounds like something out of game of thrones also right <laughs> who then, dares to walk on the wall of opulence <laughs> sorry go ahead and then you'd have the peon side you'd have the, <laughs> the uh, peon side. Yeah. yeah i'm sure how much are those tickets do <laughs> right, hundreds exactly. of dollars right exactly wow. Wow. So, so from what you're telling me, the downtown site is attractive in many ways, but the deal that's on the table is untenable. Based uh, just if 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 that's the- by definition, the NFL has not done a deal there uh, at either site. The right deal is not on the table. Does that mean it'll never be on the table? No. Not. Phil no, Anschutz is one of the richest guys in America. Phil Anschutz, if he has the desire to write that check. And uh, 
Being a uh, landlord, being a landlord of uh, again, I'm not a businessman, and I'm sure there are business folks who will be out there maybe laughing what I'm about to say. But if if you're a landlord of one or two of 32 NFL franchises, couldn't you be able to make enough dough to be like a 33rd owner of the NFL? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, you're maybe not making that sort of. Right, you would Dull, think, but, but I mean, remember, you're writing the check for what could be a one point two three, pick a number, billion dollar stadium. So you need all to, of it, all of it. The league uh, wouldn't chip. Oh, well, the league would chip in its its portion, but right. you're not going to get any public contribution. I mean, it'll no, it'll no be chance, right? it'll be minimum, yeah, minimum or to nil. And uh, you're writing a huge, huge check. There are very few people in America who could write that check. So. Um, you know, you want to make up your money in some way possible, and and make money. I mean, there's no way that you this be is not able entirely to... a philanthropic. Uh, of course not. Endeavor. So uh, let's 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 get to a couple of other uh, as we work out now. What, what other are there other locations that are suddenly now because this thing takes so long or it's mm-hmm. going on so long? Uh, there are other locations within the Los Angeles area that are now in play or back in play, or are there any Quietly, others? Quietly, yes. I, uh, you know, the league has the luxury of time. It doesn't have to rush this. It can wait for Dodger Stadium, for instance. Dodger Stadium uh, is the preference of a lot of people in the league. How? Roger Goodell loves the Dodger Stadium Why? site. Why? 1997, when Peter O'Malley pitched Dodger Stadium as an NFL site, uh, he wanted to make Roger Goodell his general manager of that team. And, in fact, uh, Roger Goodell and Peter O'Malley to this day remain very close. Uh, what do you mean, Jer- like, like the Jerry the Jer- Angelo of the team? Yes, the GM of the team, Roger Goodell, 36 years old. The George Young of the team? Like Roger Goodell could have been a general manager yes, of the Los Angeles Desperados or whatever. Yes, that was, wow. that's, what, that's what Peter O'Malley wanted and? for Roger Goodell. And the Talk city about of, sliding doors. The city of... Yeah, the city of Los Angeles, right? City of Los Angeles was obligated to support the Coliseum because that was owned by the city, county, and state. Still is. Uh, So politicians in the city of Los Angeles had to support the Coliseum, and so Peter O'Malley, uh, Peter O'Malley pulled out of the race, and that was his first step towards selling the Dodgers. So. The city of Los Angeles supported the Coliseum, but the difference is now USC controls the Coliseum. USC has the right of first refusal on the NFL. So USC can say, we don't want the NFL, and L.A. opens up, and now you can have a real beauty contest in L.A. and say, which stadium idea is better? We don't have to uh, support this dump. And we can look at some of these other possibilities. So Dodger Stadium, what would it, what would that entail? Knocking down Dodger Stadium? It's big and, enough you could build two stadiums up there. You could have do- the ballpark. Where? You could have Where? the ballpark and then build into that hillside. Where? Where? Are you serious? Yeah. And have parking. And, but now, no, and that's, have where, that's where Frank yes. McCourt comes in, right? Because he, uh, he retained the parking lot. He owns the well, parking that's lot. the parking you would have. You would have it one spot, and it'd be for Frank McCourt. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> That's line of the day, everybody. No, there's the uh, there's... talk about the four letter word in a town you don't want to oh, be. Yeah. You know, oh. so. And that's, you know, that's a real strike against Dodger Stadium, the fact that that guy, the most despised guy in L.A., still has a stake in the Dodgers. Uh, downtown can can point that out uh, at every 
opportunity. Yeah, you're going to make Frank McCourt. Yeah, and NFL owners don't want Frank McCourt to be an owner. They don't want him in their club. But I mean, but how would it make him an, an owner just because he well, owns no, part he, of the Dodgers he had, side? He had proposed for a long time oh. a 700 pound gorilla. Yeah. Um, of building the hey Frank McCourt looked deeply into the idea of bringing a team to Los Angeles and why not had, to, had many conversations with the NFL uh, about being an NFL owner himself and that he they didn't want him insinuating himself right on the ownership group I'm sure so, so okay so you would you would keep Dodger Stadium as is and you just build a, a huge it's that's one or, idea or or the idea that I've heard whenever Dodger Stadium is is you you raise Dodger Stadium, which I, by the way, have no problem doing. I know a lot of people in this town talk about it with nostalgia as well. They should. There's, There aren't many things in Los Angeles that date back to the 50s or 60s, right? Um, and I have no problem with that. Maybe it's because I'm a New Yorker and it's antiquated. That stadium is old. O-L-D, old. Yeah. And they, you, could, you could call it charm or you could call it dingy. I choose the other one, okay? And I can't wait to go throw out the first pitch of the uh, Dodger game on August the 20th. <laughs> That'll be great when I step out there. But uh, true. I mean, but all I'm saying is this. I'm hearing they knock that down, build an NFL stadium there, and then use the downtown site that's currently proposed for the NFL stadium and build a new Dodger stadium right next to Staples Center. That's what okay. I'm hearing about. Let me throw two things at you there. Uh, first thing is, it's hard enough to get one stadium built right. in California, let alone two. So that's that's tough right there. The second thing is, think about the sales pitch about the parking downtown for the NFL games. It is, NFL games are on Sunday. We're going to use a lot of the existing parking in those buildings downtown where people aren't at work. You can park in their spots. Uh, ball games, I mean, that happens you know, fifty thousand middle of the downtown. week, fifty thousand more people down downtown. But at worse the interchange than, of the there's tenant. nothing's worse than the Dodger Stadium parking lot, Sam. I'm serious, and you know it. You've been here much longer than I have. I, I grew up in New York City, as I told you, and I always poked fun of LA fans whenever I met them, whenever I saw the Kirk Gibson home run when the ball's in the air and the camera pulls out and you see the red tail lights of the okay. yes, the Corvette I, around. You know what I mean? Like exactly, yeah. right? You see the red tail lights leaving and the top right portion of the screen. I always joked like, boy, they these LA fair weathered fans, they try to beat traffic, they don't care about it. I have completely turned into those people. Yeah. Anytime I go to a Dodger game also. You just it, don't know how to do it. You gotta go up Larry David style. That's how you get to the game. <laughs> the diamond lane and pick somebody up. Yeah. I, 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 nothing's worse than that Dodger Stadium parking That's lot. Bad. I am one. Of, I, and again, I, am I talking my way out of throwing the first pitch You're, right now? Don Mattingly might not be coming. On oh no! Yeah. It's pretty transparent. It's a great organization. The Dodgers are a great organization, but uh, the only booked. thing worse than that is was the old was the uh, Meadowlands. Parking. Did you ever deal with that? I've no. been to the metal yeah. lines. Yeah. One of my favorite Sports Center lines, uh, and I, I, I thought about it for years, and I finally had the right time to do it. Uh, is the Meadowlands? The parking was so bad; it's the only place where you're jealous of Jimmy Hoffa because he's already home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, great! It. I mean that is a that was a it was a disaster, and I'm, I'm you know, uh, I don't know how it is in the new Met Life, but. I spent four How hours could, in that parking lot trying to find a rental car that another reporter had. I won't. That, talk about it. that's a Seinfeld I, episode. There, I won't out yeah. her. 
I walked around that, and it was December 20th oh. or something, so it was bitter cold. And the problem is, you'd think that the, that the place would empty out, but they got that horse racing track there, yeah. whatever that is. So cars are coming in and filling it's in. A, it was a total disaster. And, and three and a half hours in, she, she revealed to me that she wasn't sure if it was a two-door or a four-door. Oh, oh, Sam. Yeah. Oh. And I'm tra- Brutal. It was awful. Oh, Last wow. time I had to pay a bus driver a hundred bucks just to take me through the tunnel in a big like Greyhound bus that had taken people to the track, and uh, and then caught a cab once I got on the Manhattan side. It was oh. awful. You guys, you guys will appreciate this. Last time I was at the Meadowlands was the inaugural XFL football game: the New York New Jersey Hitmen versus the Birmingham Bolts. Mm. Oh yeah, NFL I had a buddy for- who was a coach on that team uh, for the Hitmen. And uh, he said they gave him one pair of socks. That was that was it. That was the the perk that the he got Kirby. as a coach. They had like six Good old coaches. Vince McMahon. Yeah. Oh, man. That, <laughs> they had six coaches me. living in he one apartment. <laughs> All right, uh, we're far afield here now. But uh, so that's what I'm saying is that it, it, nothing worse than the current parking situation for Dodger Stadium right now, too. And I couldn't imagine trying to weave my way through the the streets of of. What is what is it? What is that? Chavez Ravine, trying to get to a stadium with twenty five thousand yeah. other people trying to get there normally. I mean, if with a Dodger yeah. game, you could tell if there's a sellout or not. You can either cruise up or you are hitting traffic miles away. I mean, so and, and uh, something I mean, else it, you have to think about if there's a Dodger game uh, and an NFL no game. Chance. No way. No, uh, that, they can't do could, it. They can't do that. It'll be totally, another thing for for Howard Katz's group to have to consider. As there's no totally. chance you can have uh, if there's two game if there's two facilities there. No way. No way. There's no way. There's no way. But that's, Unless I, you, that's the airlift. LA. Airlift it. Well, in 1993, when the Rose Bowl hosted its last the last L.A. Super Bowl, uh, the owners were given the option to be helicoptered into the Rose Bowl. So, uh, L.A. is a nightmare wherever you go. And that's that. part so, and yes. parcel. So you that's have, true. That's a huge consideration. So then, the uh, what what other side? Hollywood Park, right? Hollywood Park. What other ones? Uh, Carson. Carson is one of those things that Carson is a toxic dump, and like toxic dumps, Carson just will not go, go, go away. away. <laughs> uh, it is literally a toxic dump. In fact, one of the guys uh, who had proposed one in one of these iterations of Carson told me that. Uh, a football game is great because you can cap a, a toxic dunk with a dump with a parking lot, mm-hmm. and a football great a football game is great for it because you're only on it one day a week. And I thought, are you kidding me? Does that mean in the fourth quarter you start to glow? I mean, does it mean if you're on it two days a week that that there's a health hazard there? So now, the Carson site, there are a couple of Carson sites that they're looking at. So. It's not necessarily the one that's the, the dump is on. But. So the the, code, the whole team will be on a hot seat. <laughs> exactly. Oh boy, that I don't know about that team. Don't go there. That team's radioactive. That yes. situation's radioactive. Yes. Uh, before I let you go, then let's talk. So, so from what you're saying to me right now, nothing's imminent, and nothing will be imminent until the deal is proper, and the deal that's proper means that the NFL approves it and the NFL is not going to go ahead and start this process until a team has gone through its entire exhausted every last shred of its ability to make money in its current market. So I need to start looking at teams that 
are not making money in their current market and also going through the processes of proving that. And it seems to me yes. we've got two of those teams right now, correct? We've got the Jaguars, who are not really openly doing that. They've got yeah. a new owner. Uh, and then the, the Rams. I mean, the Rams are going back. They're sending paperwork back and forth with the city of St. Louis right now. Yep, and, June 15th. And they're going Key date. big date. Yeah, it's going to go to arbitration, and uh, I mean that's now that far apart. Now you're looking at a team that's in arbitration with its city. That's as, that's the furthest one down this road that you're discussing that needs to check all these boxes before it can go to the league and have it accepted by the league. That boy, did we try! Right. And if a and, team moves in the short term, it's not going to be Jacksonville. Let me just throw that out there because their their lease is locked in for for a long time, or what? The league wants Shad Khan to give this thing a try and really give it an effort and look at it again, revisit this in a few years and okay. say, where is Jacksonville right So then now? throw that one out. Throw it, I would throw Jacksonville out, and I'd say it's a team that at one point played in Los Angeles. So that's the Chargers, which started in LA. The Rams. That's the Rams, and that's the Raiders. And I think in the short term you have to – and I would add something to what you said about prerequisites. This deal has to be good for the league, meaning the 32 teams. The league isn't interested in a deal that enriches one team. Uh, so it's got to look good to – in the NFL, you got to be able to count to 24. So it's got to look good to at least 24 teams uh, and be the right deal. And that's a high bar. That's a high bar for a league that is riding high right now. It's a high bar for the league that has, t- has its TV, has its CBA. Although you wouldn't know the CBA – was done it's uh, ridiculous i mean the, yeah it's it yeah. just it's 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 like jeffrey kessler's wet dream going on right now yeah, and you thought you thought that the 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 pa and the nfl all that arguments went out they can't agree on anything right oh now. A, a year nothing, ago nothing occasionally we would see an olive branch extended a year ago we don't even see that now even with staring it's, a nuclear winter in the face there was yeah, all, i mean right and but there's no appetite it, it just seems right now that that uh, you know, either the league is is poking the Players Association at every possible opportunity or the Players Association is just being litigious because that's what D. Smith is in his DNA. That's He's right. a litigator. Yeah. That's what he knows how to do more than anything else. And, and It's and really either, turning people off, too, because the fans want to know, am I going to have football? Am I not going to have football? Well, they're going to have football. That's I mean, that's right. not even an so, issue for nine straight years. So people I mean, get tired of goodness. People get tired of, of uh, you know, hearing another lawsuit on top of another lawsuit. Right. I mean, in the the whole thing about taking the the you know the the Saints bounty case and trying to make it a a salary cap issue. I mean, that just. Uh, I mean, fans are you know if they do pay attention to that sort of stuff, it just uh, how distasteful is that? I mean, what what I understand that you're trying to uh, do right by the players and trying to get these these um, these fines. Uh, and suspensions down, but to try and twist it into something, you know, in some legalese mumbo jumbo. How can you then turn around and say we're all for you know protecting the players, and then there's no hip pads and there's no thigh pads, and and because you don't have the right to tell us what to do either. It just you got to make just, sure that you're coming a, off as pro a, player and not just anti-management. That you're gonna. Uh, I'm all for pro say, player. I love the players. You know what yeah. I mean? And no, but I mean, if you're, a, if you're D. Smith, you have to come off right. as, look, we're doing this uh, for the good of the players. So at the Saints case, for instance, you look at it and you say, uh, this is 
in essence, player on player violence. If it uh, if it are uh, play, you know, theoretically, mm-hmm. player on player crime. So there are whole there are the four players who were suspended, but you got to look at the whole. Now I, I totally agree with the uh, the union's argument that the league has to show evidence of this. The yeah, league. What's up to, with that? Why are we not? Well, and that's and that's the thing. Did They're the league really steam. go ahead? Did the league really go ahead and suspend all these folks, and and force Greg Williams out for a year, and Sean Payton out for a year without showing any evidence to anybody? Because that's what it makes it. That's what that's what these press releases make it sound like. That no, not one shred of evidence right. has been presented to the players. Is that possible? That the and, league went ahead and suspended these players. And didn't tell them why and what they've got on them. Is that entire? I mean, and the league was compelling. Is that enough, possible? The league was compelling enough to to evoke apologies from coaches. I mean, Greg Williams apologizing, uh, Sean Payton apologizing. Not even, he didn't even appeal Williams. Right. So that must be some pretty compelling non-evidence uh, to get those people to apologize. But uh, I do agree that that it would be helpful now to uh, to know some of these specific facts, but. You know, it's. I it's grew up in a union. To, by the way, I don't want us to be seen at all as union bashing. I, I, I grew up in a union household. My parents are both New York City public school educators. The name of Albert Shanker, the union boss of the teachers, uh, of you know the teachers union, was up there with FDR and JFK in my household. You know what I mean? And I'm sort of showing you what what I grow up from. Uh, and and if I ever get in trouble, I'd want a union back in my play, left, right, up, right. and down. Right. But it strikes. I'm I'm still trying to just see through or understand is it possible that the league suspended these players without showing them any evidence at all like just told Vilma you're out for a year and we've got nothing on you we're just, just to picking, be we're just picking you arbitrarily because you're a famous player on the Saints defense I, I'm is not that a conspiracy t- theorist is that possible I, I'm, I'm skeptical uh, it, naturally as a reporter I'm not a conspiracy theorist right. I believe that the number of people um uh, who have said yes? There is evidence. I mean, whether independent people mm-hmm. um, carries a lot of weight. I think the league does need to step up and and reveal some of its evidence. Mm-hmm. But uh, didn't they do that in in the uh, press release? But I I I, I do agree. Like the, it, it would behoove the league to right. Have I don't know that we'll some ever see sort that. of have some sort of press conference or i know they put mary joe white on the phone and said trust right. me i've seen exactly. it i'm There's a federal an judge and and i'm i'm independent right. trust me i've seen it and they, they've got a lot steve burbank why wouldn't his they, recent statement i mean yeah but he also did say that my my decision has the you know should not be taken one way or another certainly in specific to the players about whether the punishment was right or wrong He's just only right. he's only ruling on the fact that hey, this is not a salary cap issue. The commissioner has the right to suspend these guys based on the way I'm reading the collective bargaining agreement. That's all he you said. Know, you, you look at the motivation and say, why would the league be motivated to do that? Right uh, to itself and really hurt itself in that regard because the Saints are one of the most popular teams in the They're league. Going to be on national TV five times, several times. Joe Vitt's first game back is on national TV. Right. Joe Vitt's second game back is on national TV. Yeah. And, you know, and they're on, you know, NBC's got, I think, the first two Saints national. I mean, you know, that's all Al and, and Chris are going to talk about, you know. Certainly the right. first game that's on national TV is the going to be run by, uh, coached by the very first interim to the interim head coach I've ever heard of in any major sport. 
Gosh, so we, we I, sort I, of. Yeah, I, I don't. So that's the whole thing is I, 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 it, there's, there's two things. Like, I don't think the league would ever arbitrarily just pick people out and go ahead willy-nilly and be reckless, which is what obviously Filma's lawsuit will is when you accuse someone of slander and libel, there's recklessness must be proven. I know that. Mm-hmm. And that's the last word I would choose to, to call the commissioner is reckless. Right. Um, so that's one thing where I see that. Uh, but then I, I, I also see that the league, with, with everybody saying over, the league union saying over and over and over again, we don't see evidence, any evidence, hasn't seen, hasn't been shown us, that maybe they should go ahead and over, if they do have this ledger, you know, they should put the bookkeeper on the train and, uh, you know, like the untouchables and, and put them on the stand. Mm-hmm. And and let everybody let a let a full public hearing if they do have a ledger if they do have that stuff I think they should do that. Well, this might come down to what we talked about last year, which is the public teams opening their books, and it's just another one of those cases uh, where teams are resistant to open their books. They're not going to open their books if the NFL is, has evidence would that would implicate um, or indicate where they got it from. Maybe the league's protecting uh, its sources that's in that possible regard. Too. And so. Uh, oh, to man. me, it just so makes I, no I mean, sense. I know, and, and that's it makes no sense uh, the, the motivation of the league. So I, uh, um, so I believe that the league does have evidence, and and it wouldn't just arbitrarily do this. So, and to bring it all full circle, you said that there's been no move to the uh, Los Angeles area until the league and the players' association sort of get on the same page, and they're reading from different manuals right now. So, as St. Louis goes through its process uh, with uh, with the Rams and vice versa, that seems to be the one spot that's the hot spot to keep an eye on right now as, as hopefully the league and the union get on the same page on so many other issues. And um, and then we could see how this thing moves forward. That's essentially the, the final message yes. here. I would watch St. Louis closely um, and uh, in the next year or so and – you know that's certainly a hot spot, uh, but I don't think anything is imminent in Los Angeles. You're the man, Sam Farmer. Do, the, do these Thanks, stadium buddy. deals happen though? If only one team comes, or no? That's it's it. Oh yeah, two. it's not going to be two. The, the league, there's no way the league would put two teams in at the same time. Uh, it's got to build a brand and then bring a second team in. And uh, but that is remember the, the value of having a leverage point uh, where you can get other deals done in other cities. If you've got a team in LA. And you say we're going to bring a second team in, then you keep that leverage alive. Hmm. You're the man, Sam Farmer. Thanks, bud. Sam Farmer, everybody. He knows his stuff. Really yeah. interesting. Well, we uh, I hope uh, so because we sort of rambled on a little bit there. Yeah, but the stadium stuff, I don't think a lot of people know the details or what goes into team moving. Mm-hmm. And some, I mean, some of it can sound LA centric, but it really isn't because if your team is moving, it, it affects all no, 32, no. like you said. It really does. So I, I'm fascinated by it just because, A, like you said, too, with the network possibly relocating, it affects, <laughs> it affects all of us. You're funny. How's the TNT show doing? <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. Right. Which, by the way, we, we well, should give it. When, when, so June 24th? June 24th. Premiering? The, the Great Escape on TNT. On yes. TNT. Yes, 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh, I mean, uh, 10 o'clock Eastern. And cry. I mean, it's got my old my old buddy at ESPN, Bill Pito, had a phrase. It's got all the makings. You'd walk around. That's got all the makings. Bill Pito. Bill Pito. Bill that's Pito. A, that's a good one. This show's got all the makings. The greatest game. Good one. It's gotten a lot of promo love during the playoffs. Yeah, it sure did. It's uh, it's crazy. Well, the what, stuff what, I've seen actually is can, pretty nuts. We'll, yeah. we'll we'll talk about it another time. This podcast is getting long enough. We should get a cross promotion. Get Barkley on from TNT. Talk a little NBA playoffs. Talk a little of your show. Yeah, I'm sure Charles wants to talk reality television. Um, 
So uh, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Let's give away your Brian Dawkins signed jersey. Again, if you're just listening, you need to listen to last week's Brian Dawkins podcast. Uh, this garment that uh, that all of a sudden I, I stroll in last week. Appeared out of nowhere. And uh, lying on, on I guess, the other side of the window of our, of our right. podcast the television audio, studio. In the audio room. The audio room yep. Was a, a Brian Dawkins jersey laid out like an actual set dressing for the first time. We've had hundreds of guests, over 100 players at least. Not a single one was deemed set dressing worthy by Chris Law until Zero. it was Brian Dawkins, his hero. His second favorite eagle of all time. <laughs> and then uh, we find out that uh, this jersey, because the giveaway with the Joe Walsh CD signed and the Billy Bob Thornton book it was was good. It was fun to give stuff so away. Fun. Absolutely. Right? So um, we decided, what else can we give away? Let's give away Law's jersey, especially since why, who gave you this jersey? Uh, an, an ex-girlfriend gave it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Um, and your wife is tweeting about it, correct? She's tweeting about this. Well, yeah, she, she sent out a tweet. She heard it, and uh, I claimed, you know, I don't really wear the jersey. I don't wear jerseys; just have it for display. And uh, yeah, she tweeted a photo of me in a different Eagles jersey no. <laughs> at an Eagles game with her. Okay, who who were you wearing? Uh, it's actually a Charlie Garner uh, Eagles jersey. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it that long ago, or were you just uh, a throwback it's to that, Jeff? It's that long ago. No, it's not. It's long I'm, I'm not buying. A $200 Mitchell and Ness throwback jersey. This is a legit uh, jersey. Okay. From Garner's days. All right. So your wife, and how many tweets does she send out? Uh, she has a, she's only tweeted like three times ever, but, and this is one of them. <laughs> she felt so compelled. She, she felt compelled to throw me under the bus. Uh, so we, we asked you to follow at the Eisen podcast and include the hashtag of law grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to get rid of the Dawkins jersey. It is time. This is fantastic. For you to take your iPad or your tablet and run your finger and just play Twitter roulette. Let me say we did have a few hundred entries. Of course, this is this is this is this is perhaps the best item we've ever given away. Absolutely. Okay, here it goes. Here we go. And the man, the man or lady who gets the Brian Dawkins jersey is. Okay, the winner is Forest Seventy Funk, and he tweets at the Eisen Podcast. Chris, it's time. Hashtag Law Grow Up. Respect the women. Love what Dawkins said about Tebow. International shout out. Oh. Hashtag from Berlin, Germany. Oh. oh, all right. That jersey is traveling. It's going abroad all the, all way, the way to Berlin. Fantastic. If you want to send us a Rhine Fire jersey or something, go as it what is an exchange program. Does that does that does that count for the international shout of the week too? Did we just kill two birds well, with one we, stone? We, we got a pretty good picture uh, that I think is where Brockman. Oh yeah, that's week. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not positive. He might be going elsewhere. No, I, no. I was thinking about it. I, I'm still going to stew on it one more day. We're going to announce the international shout of oh, the we'll week. Oh, we'll do it the ice, on the ice tea podcast after ice tea. When we're also announcing the winner of the step in Rich's shoes. Absolutely, yes, we so have a winner. Correct. Somebody's going to win. They're going to come in studio, Skype. Or phone in, depending on their capabilities. Okay, we, we know who it is. And they get my an autographed pair of my uh, of the shoes that I ran my forty in this yes, year. Yes, absolutely, excellent, and good times. This was a fun part. Well, we were all over the place Literally. on that one. I had no intention of talking union stuff, and because to me that's not I, that that turns people off. It's just boring when union, you know, when there's when there's labor discord. And I thought we were through it. We are through it in terms of the worst of it. 
Well, we got but, the referee situation. Yeah, oh, I, I do have to say, Jake Jake Johnson surprised. I mean, he was good. He, he was he's good. diehard Bears. He that, was. That How about that, that you got to watch a TV show sweater. to see that sweater. Yeah. That's good. One thirty p.m. on Thursday uh, for the sweater Jake Johnson's wearing. Very good. Thank you very much, Chris Brockman. Thank you, Chris Long. Thank you, Richard. One other update. Yeah. I'm going to Miami for, for a shoot for NFL.com, so I will be on Lauren Tannehill Watch for the podcast <laughs> at the Dolphins, so I'll be sure to get an update. It's the week of our woman podcast week. so. And then the, that's the sound of you hearing tweet number four <laughs> from Chris <laughs> Law's wife. Uh, from Mrs. A, Law. That'll probably be edited out, so if this doesn't make it, <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this show. Thanks, everybody. Stay listening.